0: You're listening to South Florida's Good News Station, WCNO, Palm City. Don't let them deceive you. Remember that you are, again, I'll
1: say it and I'll keep saying it, that you are chosen by God, and God loves you. Amen. There's nothing that that he can't do for you if you just surrender your heart. This is Pastor Benny Ramos from Love Wings Ministry inviting
0: you to tune in every Saturday at 11 a.m., For in spirit and in truth, as we beat up old Snaggletooth on WCNO 89.9 FM. At St. Lucie Christian, we believe that faith and athletics go hand in hand in the development of our students. A sound mind requires a sound body, and this can be accomplished through the combination of academics, faith, and athletics. We are proud to provide our students with the option to enhance their educational experience with athletics in the fields of football, basketball, soccer, baseball, and cheerleading. Our God is doing awesome things every day through student-athletes in schools and in communities worldwide. We partner with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes organization to unite two passions, faith and athletics, to impact the world for Jesus Christ.
2: The Revealing Truth Radio Broadcast thanks Ed Myers Century 21, All Professional for their underwriting support. Hi, this is Ed Myers, Realtor with Century 21, All Professional and member of the National Association of Realtors. Whether you are buying, selling, or renting a home,
1: So we're going to talk about something, the very key to understanding how to use what we got. It's something that churches talk about all the time. Mainline denominations, charismatic churches, Pentecostal churches, all across this nation, all around the world, talk about this one subject in detail, but a lot of them don't agree on how this subject applies to your life, except in the basic form of what it means to be a Christian. There's even been moves that have been built off of this word, and it's the word faith. Everybody say faith. Faith. So I'm going to talk to you today about how to apply your faith so that you can access what you already got. Is that good? Yes. Is everybody all right? Yes. Hmm? I mean, know when you got to have faith so you can continue to grow. Yes. Come on, sometimes it's not enough to show up. You got to grow up. Yes. Somebody say, I go to church every Sunday. I mean, know you got to, you just got to show up. You got to grow up. Yes. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost already. Amen. Yes. Yes. Hmm? I want to grow. You want to grow? So as we continue to grow, the power of God continues to work in us. And then we continue to learn how to express that power of God out of our lives so that we can change the very world that we've been called to live in. And then that way the world ain't changing us, we're changing the world. I don't know about you, but I had enough of the world trying to change me. I've had enough of the world trying to change my home and change my children and change my culture and change my house. I say it's time to start changing the world. And it's going to take some people to recognize and realize that what they already got on the inside of them is the answer that the world needs. Look at somebody and say, you got the answer. Go ahead and say, hello, answer. we got to get it out to the world today. Amen. Everybody say, faith. Hmm? We're going to grow up in faith. We're going to grow up in the things that God has for us individually. And and we're also going to grow up in the things that God has corporately for this house and this ministry. God wants to take this ministry from level to level, from glory to glory. So that we can have greater impact in our community. Greater impact in our city. I mean, that takes faith. And faith is an exciting life. If if you're born again today and your life ain't exciting, then you ain't walking by faith. Mm, Come on, amen. Faith. Is what makes life amazing. As a lot of people say, "Well, I'm saved and I'm a Christian, but I'm just so bored." Well, you ain't walking in faith. You are playing it safe. You don't went down to Walmart, got you a fifty dollar pup tent, and put it in the backyard, waiting on Jesus to come back in the rapture and suck you out of the roof of it. You ain't walking in faith. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord, that's good, Pastor. Two times in the New Testament, the Bible talks about. Jesus being amazed. I mean, know Jesus was amazed a couple times in the Bible. I mean, know most of the time when we talk about Jesus, we are always talking about how amazing Jesus is. He's amazing. His grace is amazing. His power is amazing. His love is amazing. His joy is amazing. His peace is amazing. His long suffering is amazing. It was amazing what he did on the cross. It was amazing that it. I mean, know he's amazing. Somebody shout, Jesus is amazing. It's the amazing grace of God that caused us to be here today. He's amazing. However, there's a couple times in the Bible, in the New Testament, Jesus was amazed. I want to talk to you a little bit about that today. Amen? How many you know if Jesus thought it was pretty amazing, then it must be pretty amazing? That ought to amaze us all. Look at your neighbor and say, prepare to be amazed. The first one's in Matthew chapter 8. Jesus is walking along, a Roman officer, a Roman centurion comes up to him, and he says, "Jesus, my servant is very sick and he's about to die. Will you heal him?" And Jesus said, "Well, of course I'll heal him. I'll I'll come and pray for him. I'll go to the Father and the fa- I'll go to the Father and the Father will heal him." And the Roman centurion says to him, "Watch this," says to Jesus, "No, no, no, Jesus. You don't need to come to my house, for I also am a man under authority. In other words, Jesus, I know how this works." And he said to him, for I also am a man under authority. Now listen to me. This unbeliever, this Roman centurion, this Roman officer recognized that when he saw Jesus operating in miracle power, supernatural power, when he saw Jesus manifesting the works of heaven, he realized something about Jesus. That Jesus was also somebody under authority. Mm, Come on, somebody help me. Amen. Mm? He wasn't just a person of authority. Jesus was somebody that operated Under authority. Because how many of you realize this morning that the ability to operate in power always comes from being under authority more than being in authority? If you're going to operate under authority, you can get something done. I mean, you can't blow your own horn and be in authority. You've got to have the authority under. You've got to be under that authority to be able to operate in it. Come on, ladies and gentlemen. It's more important who you are serving under than who you are serving over. Because it flows downhill. Mm? Uh, It ain't about who you're over. It's about who you're under. That's why I'm so grateful to be connected with the people that I got connected to. Because I know I'm in a place where I'm getting fed. Because what flows from them down to me flows to you. Come on somebody help me. Amen. And this Roman centurion, he recognized something. He recognized that Jesus was under authority. And he said to Jesus, he said, Jesus, I am a man of authority. I'm a Roman officer. I tell soldiers what to do. I tell them to go and they go. I tell them to come and they come. They follow my orders. If I tell them to jump, they say, how hi. I understand authority. He said, Jesus, you just speak the word and my servant will be healed. In other words, you ain't got to go to my house. You ain't got to walk through my door. You ain't got to lay hands on him. You just got to declare it. And Jesus, when you declare it, I know all heaven will come to attention. And heaven will move on your behalf because you're somebody that's under authority. And the Bible says that Jesus was doing this. Whoa! I ain't seen no faith like that you got to be kidding me. Here's a Roman. He's not even a person of covenant. He's not even a Jew. And the Bible says that Jesus was amazed. He was amazed by the man's faith. Come on, somebody. Amen. I mean, it's very inspiring to be around people that know how to walk in faith. Because when you hear the testimony of somebody that knows how to walk in faith, and all of a sudden you believe that what God did for them, He can do for you. Mm-hmm come on all hell might have broke loose in your marriage but when you get around somebody that's been through all hell in their marriage and God fixed it all of a sudden you got hope for a future and you know if God fixed their marriage then God can fix your marriage if God worked on their behalf then God can work on your behalf if God got in their finances then God can get in your finances and something begins to quicken on the inside of your heart and faith begins to get stirred up and the next thing you know you believe in God for the impossible of your life and you engage him like a Roman centurion and you say God I am under your authority and all heaven can be set loose from my problem praise the lord the second time that jesus was amazed is in the book of mark in mark chapter 6 when jesus goes to his hometown right before he got there he'd been having supernatural powerful meetings he'd been having miracles take place incredible crusades and people were being healed so there was this excitement in the city of nazareth that jesus was coming but the Bible says when he got to his hometown, at first they received him and they thought that he was amazing. They thought that he was doing great things. And then all of a sudden, while Jesus was speaking, somebody in the crowd said, Hey, wait a minute, I know who he is. That's Jesus. That's the carpenter's son, Joseph. That's Joseph's son. We know his brother, James. He lives right down the street. We know his sisters. We know who you are. We know what you're all about, Jesus. Who are you trying to kid? The Bible says they acted like they knew him well. And when they did that, their faith went right out the window. Gone. Because, listen to me, familiarity will kill expectation. I'm going to try that again. Familiarity will kill expectation. That's what happens when people attend church for five, six, seven, or eight years. They get familiar with the leadership, and they think they know everything that they think they know. And then when the anointing of God shows up in the house, they can't receive nothing because they're too familiar. And listen, I I get tested because my family comes to my church. Can I tell you something? They know me. They know Jason without Jesus, and they know Jason with Jesus. Hmm? We'll just stop right there. No, we ain't going to. But the Bible says because of their lack of faith, Jesus could do no mighty miracles there. And notice what it says. It doesn't say Jesus would not do any miracles, it didn't say Jesus looked at them and said, Y'all just act like y'all know everything. I ain't doing no miracles. I'm just leaving this town and forget it. That's not what it said. It said he could not do. You mean something limited to the power of God? Yeah. Unbelief. Come on, somebody. Amen. Hmm? said he couldn't do any miracles. I mean, that's pretty powerful. Hmm? Somebody said, well, the word of God is all powerful. Well, even Jesus said that's not true. He said, you make my word void. Hmm? By your doctrines and traditions of men. I didn't say it, Jesus did. It's in the red ink, it's in the hot sauce. I heard somebody say that. I like that. And if it's red, that's the hot sauce. <laughs> Praise the Lord. H? Hmm? I say, "What do you mean He can't do no miracles? If God wants to do a miracle, God will just do a miracle. Well, listen, if that's true, then they need to take Mark chapter six out of your Bible. That's a misprint. They shouldn't have put that in your Bible because the Bible says that Jesus got there and it was not up to God if if miracles were going to happen. It was up to the people that were hearing the word preached to them that determined whether miracles were going to happen or not. Come on, amen? Hmm? So how many of you understand today that your faith must have something to do with the environment that you live in? And that's when the Bible says Jesus was amazed at their lack of faith. Come on, how many of you know there's a major difference between doubt and unbelief? Everybody doubts. Hello, this is Pastor Jason Baumgartner. I want to thank you for participating in the Revealing Truth radio broadcast and supporting this vital ministry to the community. Many of you have been instrumental in bringing the revelation of the gospel of Jesus Christ to South Florida. Your generous tax-deductible donations help us reach a potential audience of 30,000 people every day. We are excited to announce to you today that giving to this ministry has become even easier. Will you please take a moment and text the word RADIO to 772-800-2464. Again, text the word RADIO to 772-800-2464. Then just follow the easy one-time setup and you can become a monthly supporter of The Revealing Truth I want to thank you for your support today and being a covenant partner with the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. For more information on becoming a covenant partner, you can email me directly at pastorjason.truth at gmail.com. The address again is pastorjason.truth at gmail.com. It would be a great honor to have you partner with us as we seek to bring revival to South Florida. God bless you today and thank you again for your generosity and all of your support. Again, text RADIO to 772-800-2464 and be a covenant partner today. Thank you so much and have a blessed day. Everybody doubts. Come on, amen. Doubt comes to all of us. Doubt comes to us in all kinds of forms. It comes to spiritual people. It comes to unspiritual people. It comes to people that have it all together. It comes to people that are falling all apart. Everybody experiences doubt. It comes to people that pray for an hour a day. It comes to people that don't pray at all. Doubt comes to everybody. Amen. Everybody has to deal with doubt. Doubt is part of our our human experience that gives us the, uh, the, the ability to deduce information that is generated by fear, insecurity, or rejection. Hmm? It's when you get enough courage to go do something and then that thought comes, you really can't do it. How I many know that's why you need a shield of faith? How I many know Ephesians chapter 6 talks about the whole armor of God? It talks about everything that we have. An armor has the helmet of salvation to keep you from getting hit in the head. It's got the breastplate of righteousness that says that what, what was unrighteous is now righteous. It's got the belt of truth that, that wraps you up and keeps everything holding all in one place. It's got the, come on, somebody help me. It's got the gospel that get on your feet that bring peace to your life. And then it's got the shield of faith. How I many know that faith is called a shield because Everything that comes to your life comes in the form of a fiery dart in the shape of a thought. That's why you need a shield of faith because when the thoughts come, you go, Oh no, bap, 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 ain't happening today, baby. Get off me. Hmm? Just hit the shield. I mean, you can get a lot of faith. You can just walk through life, and, you, and it just becomes like rain hitting all the time because you're just moving on with Jesus. You hear ding, 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 ding. What's that? Just, just, just thoughts bouncing off my shield of faith. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. But how many of you know unbelief is different than doubt? Yeah, unbelief means this. After evaluating all your thoughts and listening to all your doubts and listening to all the pros and listening to all the cons, you make a decision not to believe. Huh? You make a decision based on a thing that is not true, and it begins to shape your life. That's what Pastor Ryan was talking about Wednesday night. He's talking about strongholds. I mean, a stronghold is anything that you think about yourself, about others, or about God that is not true. And if you believe it to be true, then how many know every lie you believe you'll behave? Hmm? If you believe a lie, you behave a lie. If you believe the truth, you'll behave the truth. Because what's in your heart will manifest in your life. I don't care how much you try to polish it up. The outside of the cup might look good. Ain't nobody going to shout at me, but that's all right. The Bible says that Jesus leaves his hometown. It says he leaves his hometown and he is amazed. And what he's amazed about is their lack of faith. Huh? Do you realize there's a time that after that, Jesus never went back to Nazareth? Never went back. He went to Capernaum. He went to Jerusalem. He went to Judea. He went to Galilee. He went everywhere, all over Israel. But he never returned to Nazareth. He was amazed. I mean, you got to be pretty amazed if you just boycott the town. They ain't ready for me. They don't need what I got. Come on, somebody. Amen. So two things, two times Jesus was amazed in the Bible. One time he was amazed because of great faith. The other time he was amazed because a lack of faith. Amen? So both times he was amazed it had to do with faith. Everybody say faith. See, faith has to do with the environment that you live in. Everybody say environment. Hmm? Can I just tell you, when you learn how to put everything that pertains to your life in an environment of faith, then everything in that environment will be God ordained for your life. But you gotta put it in the right environment. If you put it in an environment of unbelief, then your life is not gonna everything in your life is gonna collapse around that unbelief. it will hold you captive to where you are in life. And you will listen, you will cycle through dysfunction. I know people 70, 80, 90 years old still cycling through the same dysfunction they got when they were 15. Hmm? Because they never got in the right environment. Hmm? I mean, when we talk about faith, it conjures up all kinds of images in our mind because most people in the world think that people of faith are loony. I mean, that's the view of most people in the world. in secular society. All you got to do is watch CNN, MSNBC, and Fox. They all look down their nose at Christians. Come on, Amen. They think that uh, you don't know what you're doing, you're a person of faith, which means you're either ignorant or uneducated or unsophisticated because you need to have God for a crutch. Come on, if you go to any university in this country, that's what they're going to tell us, what the professor's going to tell you because they're 98.9% anti-anything to do with faith. People of faith have been criticized by the secular world for hundreds and hundreds of years. They did it when Jesus walked the earth, they made fun of him then, they're making fun of us now. If you trust God and you live your life by faith, people in society, the elites in society that think they know everything, but the Bible says they're really fools, are always going to look down their nose at you and think you're ignorant. Hmm? Yeah, can I get a witness? Come on, huh? Hmm? In fact, Karl Marx, he made this statement. One of the founders of, of humanism said this. He said, living by faith is the opium of the uneducated. Faith is what makes uneducated people be able to cope with life. That's what he basically said, amen? That's why you should never be shocked when people get on news channels and on media channels and talk about how ignorant Christians are. That's why you should never be shocked when they try to take your rights away. Because they think you don't deserve any rights. They think you're archaic. They think you're backwards. They think you don't believe in science. Hmm? Come on, it's been propagated in in universities all over this country that if it can't be explained by scientific explanation in the modern age, then it it must be a a falsehood. But I can tell you, like I tell all of them, I might not be able to explain everything, but I know who he is. Hmm? And sooner or later, science always comes back around to God. You just ain't lived long enough to see it. Because I promise you, you don't know everything. I ain't never met anybody that knows everything. Now, I've met a few people that think they know everything, and I can tell you right now, they don't. Praise the Lord. Amen. But let me just declare to you, this is what the Bible says. The Bible says we walk by faith. Somebody shout we walk by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. The Bible says this, the just shall live by faith. Notice it does not say they shall live by their job or live by their income or live by the influence of people around them and live by your approval or my approval or live on, come on, the just shall live by Faith, are you saying, Pastor, that we don't need no help from nobody? I'm saying no, but the just gonna live by faith, you're just gonna to have to learn how to get in some faith for the help you need because you can't expect no help from nobody except from God. Come on, somebody, and if you do get help from somebody, it's because you're living by faith and God sent them to your life. Amen. So if you're going to live by faith, come on somebody, amen. How I many know that does not mean that you are weird? It don't mean you're crazy. It don't mean you're lazy. It don't mean you're unsophisticated or uneducated. It means that you are living by faith. And the just shall live by faith. Mm. That means I can trust God. That means that you can trust God. You ain't got to try to figure it out all by yourself all the time and wonder why everything went upside down and try to make it right. All you need to understand is that you can really trust God. Somebody shout, I can trust Him.
2: St. Lucie Christian is a community-based STEAM school providing science, technology, education, arts and math programs to students from kindergarten through 12th grade. We are a bully-free zone, have caring and involved instructors, competitive sports, robotics and Lego programs. We offer busing for all students in St. Lucie County, free meals through the National School Lunch Program, special needs classes, college prep high-tech tracks, athletics, scholarships and financing is available. Enroll your child today and experience the difference a Christian education can make. St. Lucie Christian, where we inspire minds, empower futures, and change the world.
3: Navigating the real estate market in Florida today can get a little crazy. Ozzie Carbonell of Century 21 All Professional is here to help. Today on the Treasure Coast and in the Palm Beaches, the housing market is back in full force and there are a number of financing and home buyer programs. Understanding and incorporating the right program can be essential in purchasing real estate. It also can be very time consuming and painstaking. In short, the complexities of purchasing a home in today's market can be like riding on a crazy train. Home buying doesn't have to be crazy. Ozzy Carbonell of Century 21 All Professional is offering a free seminar on how to prepare to buy a home, what programs are available to you, and how you can qualify. You can sign up for this free seminar by contacting Ozzy Carbonell at 561 201 5499. The number again is 561-201-5499. También hablamos en español.